Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was busted to get you in the mood this morning here on Jazz FM's Jazz Shapers. From Ray Charles, of course, and from Ray Charles to me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me for another edition of Jazz Shapers, the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper today is Richard Setterwall. He is the founder of My Dog Buddy, which you're going to hear lots about very shortly, and interesting it is too. In addition to hearing from Richard, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, of course, some wonderful music from the Shapers of Jazz, Balloons and Souls, from Astro Gilberto, John Lee Hooker, and this from Dr John. That was How Come My Dog Don't Bark When You Come Around from Dr. John. See what we did there. Richard Settle is my business shaper and he is from My Dog Buddy. Um, my Dog Buddy. What is My Dog Buddy? People will be saying, what? I wonder what that could be. Richard, thank you for joining me. What is My Dog Buddy? First of all, thank you very much for inviting me to this show. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, my dog buddy. Uh, I would like to sort of start with, you know, everyone's talking about the humanization trend of dogs nowadays. So you treat your dog as, as uh, your sort of baby. Uh, you give them organic food, etc. So what we know is that 50% rely on family and friends when they go away. Uh, and about 20% leave the dogs in a kennel. However... 43% of people actually relying on family and friends are not really comfortable doing that. And more than 50% of people leaving the dogs in a kennel uh, feels sort of that the dog is anxious when it comes back. So what we're doing is really solving a real problem, sort of connecting dog owners with trusted and insured sort of dog sitters that we sort of fully vet and make sure they have the proper experience. Wow. So you've got the 100% of dogs who are going to be 100% happy with 100% of people that take them on. That's what it yes, sounds like. I love, exactly. I That's love what we're the, doing. You're a very precise <laughs> man, Richard, with all those brilliant percentages. Now, this business has been going how long? It's just over a year or so, is that we right? We launched in July 2013. Okay, so literally just over the year. Now yes. you're you're a, you're a young man, which is a, a good thing to say, I think, and hopefully you feel like a young man. You're very <laughs> young, very energetic. You're, you started the the world of business uh, in the uh, consultancy world, the consultancy industry. So you, I, I think, if I'm right, you started at McKinsey, then you ended up at PwC. I have met a few people who have become entrepreneurs, quite a few on this program, actually, who have started in the consultancy world. Why do you think it was a good beginning? We'll come on to why you made the shift, but what what has it given you, do you think, as you look back now on those first few years of your career? Of course, working as a management consultant sort of, you know, taught me a lot of things. And uh, first of all, I think it's about being structured, being very executionable, uh, sort of being planned in one way, but also very analytical. Uh, but that's also, you know, sometimes you can, of course, lose a little bit of the passion, sort of, uh, that gives you. I really enjoyed doing what I did back then, 
but I really felt that, you know, I want to sort of follow my own passion as well. So in terms of what gave me its sort of tons of experiences uh, with sort of helping others to build their businesses. And serious, robust business problems to solve, I imagine, as well. Absolutely. Problem solving is in the core of sort of a management consultant, I would say. And that also goes back to my, I'm an engineer. Uh, I thought all those percentages were coming from somewhere. I know, I'm sorry about that. I knew it. He (laughs) he builds things. This is what this guy does. He's a proper engineer. Yes. Find out lots more from my business shaper, Richard Settable, the founder of My Dog Buddy. Clever idea, too. Uh, Here on Jazz Shapers. Time for some music. This is The Shadow of Your Smile from the one and only Astrid Gilberto. The shadow of your smile when you are gone will color all my dreams. You're probably in a trance right now if you are enjoying that as I was. Asher Gilberto and the shadow of your smile. Richard Settall is my business shaper today. He's the founder of My Dog Buddy, a very natty idea that puts dog owners with dogs, 43% of whom look like they might be stressed according to their owners. And I'm sure that my sources are great because it's Richard Settle. 51%. 51, I'm so sorry. See, the engineer talk. So we were talking before, Richard, you're an engineer, you became a management consultant, tons of precision, tons of analytical ability, tons of ability to solve problems, but not necessarily entrepreneurial stock. And yet, here you are, You've set up not just one business, but two. We'll talk about the first one in a moment. But what do you think helped you make that leap from becoming the employee to essentially the employer? Sort of being an employee is, of course, a very secure environment in one way. So I would say that sort of what helped me was that I was actually recruited into a startup, uh, which is called Jobalon, at first. And then I sort of had the courage to sort of take the full step into starting up my own business and then, of course, follow my own passion. You so know, the Jobalon thing, just to, just to jump back, sorry to talk about the yeah. Jobalon thing, where did that come from? How did the opportunity arise and what was that business about? So I was thinking, because at that time I was starting up the, the strategy division for PwC in the Nordic region. And at that time, I sort of, you know, we helped other startups and other companies a lot with sort of, you know, uh, shaping their businesses. So I realized that I wanted to do something else and I had a lot, sort of, I started to talk to my network and then I had a friend that were going to start up or had invested in a company uh, where they were looking for, for someone to sort of lead that company forward. And why did they choose Richard Settle of all the people in the world? What that's do you, what do you that's think? a yeah, very, very good idea, <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, no, but at the time, I think sort of they were impressed by what I have achieved in, in my career so far. Sort of having started the uh, PwC strategy division from two people at the time to 16 people, uh, and it became sort of a successful uh, division within PwC. L- looking back now, and as you've moved from, from being you know, the, 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 the parachuted in CEO onto now setting up your own business, have you now started, and an, an, the engineer's mind is extraordinary when it works super well, the left, the, probably more strongly on the left side, but you'd argue creative too. Is it quite a lot about simple things like personality, though, and care and warmth and things that maybe you haven't had to quantify, as it were, in the way that an engineer normally would? As you now look a year later, how important are those other skills in creating and and then running your own business? Absolutely. Uh, It's all about the soft values. For for us, it's all about trust. We want to provide sort of the options out there and 
when people go onto the website, they want to read reviews, look at pictures, etc. So for me, it's of course very important that I am a passionate dog lover. I've you know owned dog myself. Uh, I'm you know what used do to you take have? care of dogs. What, what's your dog? At the moment, I don't own a dog. Uh, I used to take care of my sister's Rottweiler, which is my favorite breed. Wow. Uh, I had a golden retriever before, and uh, those you know nice dogs. Uh, <laughs> Rottweiler is a little bit sort of tougher. So you have to work taste. out a lot with them. Yeah, but that's what I like. As but well. the, and 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 the and the people aspect now, um, as you recruit people, are you looking? You're obviously looking for like-minded people. Absolutely. The first question is, of course, do you love dogs? Yeah. So for us, it's all about we need because we put sort of a personal touch into everything we do, and for us, then you know, in order to do so naturally, you you know, you, it's kind of hard if you don't like dogs because we are around dogs all the day, all the time. It's nice. Find out more from my business shaper um, as we talk to him further. That's Richard Settle, the founder of My Dog Buddy. In the meantime, though, latest travel in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom, I hope, for your business from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. I'm Sonal Gandhi. I'm a partner in the real estate group at Mishkondorea. I act for the private individual and their companies in buying and selling high-end residential properties in central London, as well as acting for private banks in their secured lending work um, on residential properties. The most important thing to know about working on complicated transactions is to effectively appoint a pivotal person that's going to act as the project manager of that transaction. Invariably, there's going to be a number of parties involved. It goes without saying that with so many people involved in a transaction, things can start going astray. So it's essential to have a go-to person. It's very much like that person is the conductor of an orchestra. All of the players are musicians in that orchestra. They each have a piece of music to read. Without that conductor, they're not going to play in tune, in harmony, to get the end result. Therefore, my advice is to have that person who can control, who can communicate and ensure that all parties are cooperating together. Too many cooks, disaster. They all start going off on their own agenda without having that person to essentially manage the process and effectively deliver that goal for that client. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning. You can join me when I talk to a brilliant business shaper someone who is shaping the world of business and if you don't manage to catch me on a regular basis but you would like to listen to the other people that i have interviewed along the way go into itunes put in the words jazz and shapers and you'll find us there or if you're flying on british airways i urge you go on to the high life channel and you'll find jazz shapers also in that place richard settle is my business shaper he's the founder of my dog buddy a clever idea as i said of matching those people who want to go on holiday when they have a dog with other people who are very happy to take on a doggy for a bit of time and as he corrected me earlier 51% of those dogs according to their owners might look a bit stressed so if you're a doggy owner you can find a way of de-stressing them now Richard the engineer the the analyst the now the entrepreneur it's very early on in your journey obviously what struck you about actually running your own gig what are the first few things that have hit you like a like a ten ton truck yes. that you had to deal with? What are they? Uh, I think when I first, because at the time I was looking after my, my sister's Rottweiler a lot, so I then realised because when I couldn't do it, she you know had to find alternatives. It was really hard, especially you know if you have a Rottweiler. 
she left it in the kennel once, you know, came back very stressed and anxious, as I said, 51% of dogs seem to do that. Uh, and then I realized there has to be thousands of people out there that would love to take care of a Rottweiler that don't have a, you know, a dog themselves or they have a dog and want to playmate for the dog. But you've set this so, up now. So what has it been since you set it up yeah. and you've got it going? What are the stresses that you've encountered? Not, uh, not, not the doggies at this point, but actually oh, not the, the doggies. The I'm Richards. too focused about you are, I love the, it. The he's, a, he's, a, he's so passionate about that doggy. He's going, I want to solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here smiling, so obviously it's going very well. But this first, I imagine, look, year one and a bit of business. Absolutely. Stuff's happened. How have you coped? I would say the biggest problem is, is, is as with other marketplaces, it's sort of creating the liquidity. So we need to find uh, a number of dog sitters, people that want to take care of dogs, uh, to match with the demand of the dog owners that go onto the website so that they find someone, you know, close by. Uh, and initially, you know, we didn't even have a website. So I actually went around talking to all the local veterinary clinics, all the local pet shops, uh, as well as, you know, trying to find who are the best dog sitters in sort of London, where we started. So, and then it was just a lot of face-to-face meeting with those people to try to get them on board, even though, as I said, we didn't even have a website back that in the days. Been, that must have been very hard. It was very, very hard, and we learned so much on the way talking to all those people because at the same time, we also, of course, want to solve as many problems for the dog sitters as possible, uh, even though the initial focus was sort of to, you know, increase the welfare of dogs and, you know, supporting the dog owners when they needed sort of help. Uh, so that's probably the biggest sort of issue initially. Uh, now it's the word of mouth takes care of most of it. We get sort of thousands of people signing up to become dog sitters but it, every all, all, week. And, and all the other parts of it, you know, the emergency support, the, secu- the, the insurance that you do, the secure online booking system, all those bits, there's a lot of detail and a lot of process involved. I imagine that's been less difficult for you because you seem, as I mentioned earlier, a relatively precise kind of fellow. So have you found that more transactional and easier versus the how do I find the right partners and then how do I get the the amplification of my message out? Is that fair? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, so for me, that was sort of a list of 20 things we have to, had to do. You you know, some on. of them, of course, took a half a sort of year to actually sort of uh, get get down to, with the details with, for example, setting up in dog insurance. Uh, that was really sort of hard, but we managed to do so. And for us, as I said, all being about trust, it's extremely important that we have all those parts into it. So a very rigorous vetting process. We initially, we uh, worked with Tim Voss, which was the chief officer of RSPCA. So he approached us and he had really good input. Now we work with Miranda Luck, which is sort of an animal welfare consultant, mm. consulting sort of animal rehoming centers to make sure that we have sort of a really robust vetting process. It sounds incredibly robust and uh, I'm sure there'll be other things so. you're going to. I hope We all hope so. So <laughs> those doggies can be happy because I can tell that's your primary concern. <laughs> Time for some music. Um, and this is the really gentle and beautiful song from Madeline Peru, I'm All Right. Madeline Peru and I'm all right. If that doesn't relax you, nothing will today. Richard Sessel is my business shaper, and we've been talking about not just doggies' trials and tribulations, but your own trials and tribulations. Though it sounds like you've, you've you've 
sort of got out unscathed. It's 18 months in now to your new business. I, do you think you're out of phase one or are you still very much in that the thick of the, the setting the thing up and it's being slightly chaotic and, and other things and, and unexpected surprises happening or are, are you feeling a bit more settled now? A little more settled, even though, you know, in a, in a startup, there's always a lot of unexpected events, of course. Like, that's sort of the daily, uh, on a daily basis. Uh, that's what we do. Uh, but then again, yeah, it's, we are moving now into to the next phase. So now we're looking at sort of, okay, how then to expand? Now we have the sort of operations in place. It's working, you know, uh, dog owners love it. Uh, we have really, really high sort of customer ratings. Uh, but as of now, as I said, it's just taking what we have and just get the word out there to sort of help as many dog owners, dogs and dog sitters as possible. Where do you go for advice, Richard? Because, I mean, ownership and, and leadership can be two very lonely places. Absolutely. Uh, I would say that most of our, our investors are very sort of seasoned uh, investors or have, you know, very sort of uh, relevant knowledge and experience. So I have a lot of discussions with, with investors and then also have advisors. So when did the investors kick in? Was that right at the beginning, or have they kind of continued to give you the money at different Initially, stages? we sort of, when we had the idea on a couple of slides, uh, we, you know, turned to family and friends. So within the family and friend group, we have some sort of investors or business angels that are used to sort of invest small amounts into, into ventures. So we got them on board, uh, and then we also had a, a second uh, round with sort of business angels from London. And they've proven to be extremely sort of helpful, uh, both in sort of connecting us, uh, but also, you know, contributing with their experience. Uh, they've been in my sort of shoes uh, 40 or <laughs> 30 years ago. And have they really got you out of the hole sometimes? Have you sometimes felt, oh, there's no way around this? And then literally one conversation, you've gone, thank you very much. That makes perfect sense. Absolutely. I always get something from, you know, every little discussion we have. And especially, as you said, you know, sometimes it can be extremely sort of uh, lonely to be sort of on the top by yourself and you have so much pressure from everyone. Uh, but sort of that's also the beauty of it. Uh, and then when you have those discussions with them, then you really feel that, OK, we are actually, you know, doing this together in one way. Uh, so and as I said, the business advisors have also been tremendous uh, in sort of helping me on the way. Good stuff. Stay with me for my final chat with Richard today. Plus, hear a track from Johnny Hooker. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal. Pure, raucous energy from John Lee Hooker. Boom, boom, of course, if you didn't already know. Richard Settlewell is my business shaper just for a few more minutes, and he's the founder of My Dog Buddy. So if you're listening and you need someone to babysit your dog, or rather dog-sit your dog, I suppose we should say, uh, and you want them to come back happy and healthy, then Richard's your man, mydogbuddy.co.uk, I'm guessing. Yes. It's probably the website. Or .com, you can use both. Or .com, wow. He's, international. He's vers- <laughs> versatility as well. Now, look, looking back for, to when you set up, which is not that long, long ago actually um do you wish you'd have known a couple of things that would have really helped you not to be so stressed and make mistakes or do you actually look back and go you know what i enjoyed going through those 
and finding I would out say it's right almost the opposite. If I knew how hard this would be, I would probably not have, you know, sort of taken the step, to be honest. Wow. Uh, but, you know, it's been a fantastic ride. And, you know, as I said, it's very early days still. Uh, but I enjoy every sort of moment of it, especially the sort of you just see how happy you make people. Uh, and that was also a big difference from when you worked as management consultant. Of course, you made big corporations and, you know, companies happy. But this is more tangible. This is so much more tangible. You actually yeah. see a dog that's, you know, returned to the owner and he's super happy and, you know, had the best of times. And also the dog owners, if you, you know, read the reviews, it's just amazing to hear. I can just see smiling dogs. I've got this visual in my head. I can't, I can't get... <laughs> you I should visit our office. Rows you know, and rows day. of dogs. How, how, I mean, apart from the, the bare numbers, which I imagine are relatively small but but growing what is the growth rate are you seeing huge exponential growth month on month or is it a yeah we have slower? been sort of very consistent i would say in having you know uh 30 monthly growth right. so of course that's becoming very exponential after a while and at the moment we've had sort of you know more than twenty thousand sitters that have signed up and uh yeah we just take on tens of thousands of, of uh, dogs uh, and and as you look forward, are you thinking, yep, I can see this working, another 30% month on month, it's going to happen or is it going to go crazy? At some point, have you envisaged in your business planning, your forecasting, that there will be a, a moment of tipping when you become very happy and smiley because there's just so many people? I mean, do you think you're going to run out of, of sitters at some point in the near future? No, no, no. What we see now is sort of... I think it's sort of endless possibilities, especially if you look at we have UK and we you know, might also look uh, for the rest of Europe. Uh, so for us, you know, I see a very bright future and uh, I just hope to continue with what I'm doing and especially with this sort of home dog boarding part which is our main focus but then we also have other services and you know, products uh, you can add to it. And is there a reason? I mean, you're you're, you're Swedish, and you mentioned yep. obviously um, having um, you know the Nordic responsibility. I think back at PwC uh, and on all that. Why why are there so many people setting up businesses in the UK? Is there something that the government is doing right? Is it just there's a feeling that entrepreneurs in the digital space are are connecting more here? What what's going on? I think for me it was because I was actually uh, expanding my current business in London at the moment. So then when I came up with the idea, it was just actually nice to, to stay. And, you know, it's a huge uh, market, of course, dog market in UK. But I also think that the government is doing a tremendous job. Uh, they have all those incentives for entrepreneurs to start up businesses, very good incentives for, for business angels to actually invest in uh, UK-based companies. We have, you know, enterprise investment schemes, etc. So I think it's just very favorable sort of uh, environment, but also an amazing community sort of all over London. You have, you know, meetups, etc., and dinners where you meet other entrepreneurs and co-working uh, working spaces. Uh, we actually uh, sit in a, one of the co-working spaces, which is amazing. Wow. Someone's doing something right. Finally, things have come together. And I have sensed that <laughs> yeah, even so. over the last three no, years of, of talking to entrepreneurs that there's something really buzzy about the UK and about London. Just before I let you go, um, Richard, what is your song choice and why have you chosen it? Of course, I uh, choose the song that's called The Dog Song. Uh, and I actually heard it on Ted, one of the TED Talks. Uh, but it's, it's an amazing song. So enjoy. Thank you so much for being on Business Shape. But this is your song choice, un unsurprisingly, the dog song from, uh, <laughs> I think it's Nellie McKay. I'm just a walking my dog, singing my song, strolling along. It's just me and my dog, catching some sun, we can't go wrong. My love is lonely and blue. Yeah, I was sad as a sailor. 
That was the dog song from Nelly McKay. What a jolly little number it was too. The song choice of my business shaper today, Richard Setterwall. A precise brain in action matched with a passion for a particular area of the world, i.e. dog looking after and the potential that can offer as a business. Fascinating stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9am next Saturday morning for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, stay with us here on Jazz FM. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.